Hey now, hey now, Tough Skin Soft Heart family. Welcome, 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 welcome back around the table. We are expanding this table with every progressive episode. So we want to welcome new family. We have new family from around the world. We have Tough Skin Soft Heart family members that are checking in from the Bahamas, France, Italy, Spain, Canada, Brazil. Hey, so we are so excited that you are here. And I don't think I've given a shout out to everybody, but I'm so glad that this is your go-to your spot that you get to come round table to be with other difference makers that understand that we are not effective pouring from empty cups. We're not doing that. We're not taking that behavior into our growth mindset of 2020. We understand that when we rest, the world gets our best. And so I'm so glad that Tough Skin Soft Heart is becoming one of the refilling stations that you can count on to give you the encouragement, the inspiration, the wisdom. And like one of you told me last week, I laughed because one of our subscribers sent me a message and she said it was stern, but it was good. So (laughs) I'm grateful for even the times where our love might have a little ouch to it. But sometimes, you know, I hope that you still feel the love even with the ouch because I want to see each and every one of us win and being who we were created to be and who we are called to be without apology, right? And so as we step further into winter, there's been something that has been on my mind as we are wrapping up this decade, wrapping up this year, and it actually has been inspired by a variety of inputs. But one of them, I have a friend who is a wellness coach in the South, and she talked about how the seasons often tell us or follow the circadian rhythms of the body. And so she was talking about that in winter, you see animals rest. There are so many animals that we've been taught all throughout our lives, especially in primary or elementary school, that go into a space of hibernation in winter. In other words, winter is a season that invites us into a place of radical pause. And so I've been thinking about that in my life. Like, what does it look like for me as a business owner to enter into a place of radical pause? Not just a little bit of time off. I'm talking radical pause. And so when I think about that, I think the first thing that I've had to do, and you might need to do this too, is to reconcile that with the conflicting messages that we get of hustle and grind, right? You know, as a business owner, I know that there are times when I think to myself, you know, I'll sleep once I get it, once I get there, once I arrive, but I don't want to arrive y'all dead on arrival. Y'all know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to arrive and I have this place of accomplishment, but I'm wore out. I'm burned out. I'm tired. I don't like people no more. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And so I have been inviting myself into this place of radical pause. So if you remember, I said there's been a couple of inputs that have been feeding this conversation that's really been happening internally within me. And the second thing that has fed this conversation beyond my friend that's the wellness coach is I was invited a couple of weeks ago to be on a podcast of a friend of mine. And her podcast is called Taking the Middle Seat. So if you've ever thought about that middle seat on the airplane that we all avoid like the plague, she intentionally invites herself. Her podcast is such a reflection of her soul, but she takes the middle seat with people in order to form that connection because she believes that out of that awkward first step of taking the middle seat that we find closeness and connection with other human beings. And so it was on her podcast and speaking about this thought of tough skin, soft heart and the origin around that, that I realized why I am also planning space for radical pause 
as I end this decade. So I know for many of us, for me as a woman of color, as a black woman, I know that for many of us, as I've shared some of those countries of origin that many of those that sit in our tribe come from, ancestral connection is important. Going back to reclaim our roots, to reclaim those indigenous connections, to really engage in understanding our identity and our lineage, for many of us has been a space of healing. And so when I think about where Tough Skin Soft Heart comes from, I've almost thought about titling this episode, The Marie in Me. So my middle name is Marie. I know that's such a popular name for anybody that was born in the 70s and 80s. Like half of us, our middle names are Marie. But for me, it carries such a significance because my grandmother's middle name was Marie. And I am named after my grandmother. I know that some folks have seen pictures that I've posted of my mom and they think I look like my mother. But if you saw my grandmother you would, and my great-grandmother, actually, you would say, oh my gosh, she is the spitting image of the two of them. I'm just a more caramely complexion. My grandmother was very fair, but my grandmother was a business owner. She's actually the first business owner I've ever met. And recently I had an opportunity to write an article about my grandmother who was actually no longer with us earthly, but it was such a rewarding experience because I never had aspirations of being an entrepreneur. But my grandmother was, I come from the generation where summer break, my mother worked and I spent all of my summer break with my grandmother. And so I look back now, like all of those summers I spent at the collision shop that was owned by my grandparents on the west side of Detroit were internship hours. <laughs> it was my grandmother really showing me the back of the business. So my grandfather was the face of the business. He was the charisma and the charm. He was also, my grandfather was also a pastor. And my grandfather is still living, so I don't want to speak in past tense, but he's no longer actively pastoring. If my grandfather was the face or the charisma, the charm, the people care of the business, my grandmother was the brain. Today, my grandmother would probably have the title of chief operating officer. She was the COO, not just of the collision shop, but also of the congregational life of the church that my grandfather pastored. I remember seeing my grandmother run deacon meetings when women were not even supposed to be allowed in the pulpit. I remember that it was my grandmother who dealt with HR and procurement and vendors and suppliers and fund development. That was all her. And so the older I get, I am deeply thankful and deeply reminded that I am not just my ancestors' wildest dreams, but I am the 2.0 version of the first generation of Marie. And not only do I have the business side of my grandmother, but I also have some of her soul. And I want to share a story that links us all back to this radical pause, because I think for everything that we take that is a strength from those that have gone before us, we also have to look with the same intentionality to say, what were some of the things that we don't want to repeat? That in their lives, we find blueprints, not just for the path that we want to take, but we also find instruction for living in ways that we want to do things differently. My grandmother, being a pastor's wife, I remember that I lovingly say that my grandmother had a pager back when only doctors and drug dealers had pagers. So I remember my grandmother getting calls and going to do hospital visits and doing home visits. I remember going to state mental health hospitals with my grandmother as a kid. So much of how I see community and community activism comes from things that I've seen in her. And so my grandmother passed away 
at the tender age of 59. When I was 14, my grandmother passed away. And as I was on the podcast with my friend Andrea, taking the middle seat, I was reminded why tough skin, soft heart matters to me so and why this conversation of radical pausing I think is so critical in this time of the year where even the season is inviting us into a space of slowing down and hibernation and rest. My grandmother passed away while she was serving someone else. A friend of hers that was actually not just a friend, a congregational life friend, but a personal friend had just gotten out of the hospital. And so my grandmother had gone over to this friend's house. She made dinner for this friend, got her positioned in her bed to take a nap. And then my grandmother sat down on the couch at her friend's house. And she ended up calling my oldest sister because she didn't feel well. But before my oldest sister could even get to the house, my grandmother passed away while sitting down on the couch of a friend who she had gone to help. See, probably about two months before my grandmother had been in the hospital at Detroit Receiving Hospital for internal bleeding. And you have to know my grandmother, she did not sit long. She did not rest long. My grandmother created spaces of rest for other people, but she was not known to sit for nothing. She got out of the hospital and rather than doing the things that the doctors had instructed her to do that were connected to rest, she picked back up that same pace of service and it cost her her life. I've been reflecting on this space of radical pause, especially for this community of difference makers, because I know that for many of us, being externally focused comes as natural to us as breathing, putting other people first what we are responsible for, our duty, our sense of obligation, our sense of service to the people that we lead, love, and serve, we will do that to our own hurt. But I believe that doing so short circuits our lives. And so as we step even further into this winter season, I want to invite you to reimagine winter as a space of radical pause. What would it look like for you to create a culture of hibernation for yourself? Now, I'm not talking about everybody writing in and telling your job you need six months off because I know consumer energy does not take tough skin, soft heart episodes as currency. (laughs) I wish they did, but, you know, I just keep seeing all of these studies talking about increasing rates of depression and anxiety. I see all of these studies talking about the pain that we're dealing with as human beings, and yet the pace of life doesn't change. And so what I'm learning within myself and I'm reminded of is that our emotions are indicators. They are indicators just like the indicators on our car, just like that check engine light, just like that check oil light. And when you go into a place of radical pause, it invites us to do a head-to-toe diagnostic. If you've noticed, there are some diagnostic tests that they do on our vehicles or on our computers or on our phones when they're malfunctioning that they cannot do without powering it off, turning it off. And so whenever I find myself on the go and feeling like I can't shut down, I can't slow down, I remind myself that I don't have my grandmother here because she didn't know how to lean into radical pause. While I'm grateful for the legacy of leadership and entrepreneurship and service and loving people and loving God that she has poured into my life, I hurt because she couldn't rest. I hurt that she's never met my husband or my son. I hurt going into holidays without her here. And so I have made a decision that to honor her life and her legacy, I will rest. 
and I will pause. So for those of you that are listening from all across the globe and for all of us that are sitting round table together, I just want to remind you that when you rest, it is not slacking. It is not laziness. When you rest, when you lean into radical pause, that is how the world gets your best. I love y'all. Take care of yourselves. Be as good to you this week as you are to the people that you lead and that you love and that you serve. And I'll see you next time.